0: Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.
1: And yes, guys, this is Cruise Control, keeping everything easy, smooth, and of course, absolutely simplified, simplified efforts. People say minimum effort, maximum enjoyment. Me, simplified effort and maximum relaxation. And yes, of course, I've got someone on the call with me. And he's the co-founder of Receive. So I'd I'd like to introduce people, but I'll give this, my guest, the honor of introducing himself so he can pour all the flowers out and we can actually just enjoy everything about who he is. Okay. Hello.
0: Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you
1: loud. I refuse to mention your name because I want you to introduce yourself. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you have the floor.
0: Yeah, okay. My name is Ayo Kukwala. I am the co-founder and CEO at Receive. Basically, Receive is an operating system for commerce businesses, primarily African sellers and retailers.
1: Okay, so usually when I bring guests on, I always put them on the spot so they can chill. Because most people like interview, interview. So I usually ask three <laughs> random questions. Okay. Can I start?
0: Yes, you can go ahead. Yes.
1: Okay, on a rate of 1 to 10... With 10 being the highest you're feeling right now, how are you feeling? what's poppin'. Seven. I'll
0: say seven.
1: Seven. Seven looks like a magical number. Why seven? Perfection. You're yeah, my second you know girl that did. is picking seven, by the way.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I don't know. I feel like seven was the number that came to mind. Also, it's like, it's been a really good day. Mm. Um, I'm optimistic. Yeah. I think 10 is for Jesus, but... Well, <laughs> 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 I like seven, seven, yeah seven seven is okay. a good day, not so bad. Yeah.
1: For a guy that is actually measuring is feeling by how the day is going, what does a typical day in the life of a founder, what does it look like for you?
0: For me, yes. I can only speak for myself, but... I'd imagine that first things first if you're a founder I will be specific about my stage I'm an early stage founder mm-hmm. which basically means that my company is in its earliest days so for me we're a very small team first thing I'm thinking about is what are the things on my table
1: mm-hmm.
0: across product engineering and those are the three biggest things I think about what are the needles we need to push we typically have like goals set up for the month for the quarter and um, how are we on these goals how are we on blockers um, I think my primary job as the founder is to ensure that firstly we have great people on our team um, highly Mm -hmm. talented people that can execute so my job primarily is to ensure that I am supporting them um, to bring out that ability in them to execute on their job Um, I also manage products here the product team here so I spend the bulk of my day um, working with the product team to ensure that we are developing the product in the direction of the customers another huge part of my day is talking to customers because they're the ones we are building our solutions for so Mm -hmm. every day at least I try to talk to one customer or listen to a problem they are having um, again, we are very early, so it's the biggest thing. Talking to your customers can never be too much. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, basically, my day is check out for the meetings. What are the key goals we need to do? What are the blockers my teammates are facing? Mm-hmm. Um, what are our customers saying about our products? Um, what are their biggest challenges?
1: All I hear is work, 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 Mm-mm, work, 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 work. <laughs> So, what do you do to chill and relax?
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So It's, it's work, for work, more. But mm-hmm. if you're asking how my day starts, on a typical good day, I've been falling off since December but on a typical day I wake up in the morning and I'm either going to play tennis, long mm-hmm. tennis, up around the group, or I'll hit the gym. I started hitting the gym uh, early last year it's fun but sometimes you just fall off and you don't go for a couple of weeks (laughs) yeah i like like to get some exercise done i was an athlete when i was so i I believe in like having great exercise i don't eat early so um, after exercise i come back i take a shower and yeah i work mostly remotely we need to have meetings in the office yeah so the typical day start with me just you know taking my bath say a word of prayer check on my loved ones and you know just get right into work needs to be done and yeah i'm at my desk working when i'm done with work there is no time for when work is done you're still talking about
1: work bro (laughs) you're still talking (laughs) about work post work i like
0: to watch shows i like to watch shows on netflix amazon or whatever i find something interesting i recommend it by a friend yeah i do that or sometimes i go out for drinks with friends and just try to hang out and connect with people
1: I like that. I like the fact that you have something you do to ease off stress and all of that stuff. Maybe you might give us some tips towards the end of this conversation. But I'll move to my next random question. This is the third one, by the way. The other one was (laughs) too... So this one is, what's your unpopular opinion? Or I'd say, how do you feel about technology?
0: My unpopular opinion is that technology doesn't solve everything. Some people don't get what technology does but what i do believe is technology accelerates it makes things faster Mm. there's this article i read recently and it resonated very well with me talked about how technology is supposed to make people lazy so if you're building a technology solution it is you're coming to implement it on an existing solution to make it better faster and easier so what i don't think technology creates i think it enhances i think it makes better You have to layer technology on top of something that already exists that is a really hard problem. That's value technology. Technology makes better. I don't really believe it creates. It solves existing problems. When you look at it from that perspective, you would then see its true power.
1: I like the fact that you mentioned technology makes people lazy because that's also one of the intimidation that when you look at Africans and how they're embracing this technology advancement happening around them, there's a bit of intimidation and skepticism about them having to step backward and technology taking the front. AI also have actually come into play. I mean, last month, you had so many people raving about the chat GPT, and now people are feeling like their jobs are going to be replaced, or they have to catch up. And when we think of (laughs) catching up right now, there are certain people we look at. When you look at the African space generally, most Africans are on the serve. And right now, We're moving into the financial market and a lot is happening around us, especially in Nigeria at the moment where the money market is like the highest market right now. (laughs) Because usually before I was talking to a friend and we're just laughing about usually when you check for money or you Google just to check what the rates are like, you're checking against another currency. But right now in the market, you're going to check for NERA against NERA. Do you understand what I mean? Because of the inflation yeah, that is happening and uh, the old currency change and everything, there's limited funds in circulation. So right now, you're looking for the nearest POS person that is changing at the good rates for people. So it's been, it's been crazy. Mm-hmm. So this is actually taking me into the conversation of the day. Right now, we look at the traders. I mean, uh, in the intro, I was talking about how we have so many big markets that actually ratios... Over hundreds, from thousands to hundreds of thousands of traders. And these people are actually being affected by what is happening right now. So what do you think, from your own perspective, are challenges that these people are facing? Aside limited funds being in circulation, just looking at it, there are other challenges that are becoming glaring. What have you noticed?
0: So if you spend a lot of time with African sellers, one thing they will tell you for sure is they want to grow their business yeah, they want more sales, right? But if you dig deeper and you, you know, you keep asking and building, okay, why do you, why do you want more sales? What have you done to try and get more sales? And you ask the the right questions, right? You realize that there are many things that affect their growth that is not just limited to sales. So you, you you find that operational procedures they have to go through to sell their products, mm-hmm. and that's an issue. For example, if I'm an African seller, let's say I make bags, custom made bags, right? Mm-hmm. And I make these things comfort of maybe my home or a small shop or if I was a Mm -hmm. tailor and I sew clothes Mm -hmm. right my key job is to create these beautiful tailored pieces or to make these beautiful looking bags so the question is how long will it take me to make the bag but that's not the only problem I have to face today I have to figure out how I will find people Mm -hmm. which is discovery that would buy my product which means I need to increase my reach because if my sales will grow people need to be able to find me Mm -hmm. then aside from that there's the question of okay even if people find me how do I get it across to them do I have to close my shop and you know go and start figuring out a delivery person that would do it for me or go deliver it myself right how do I solve for that problem but what is happening is it is compounding the time it takes for me so it's taking away from the time I used to create my Mm -hmm. products and you know I'm spending more time getting my products to my customers So when you ask the question, what are the problems African sellers face? I'll tell you for a fact one. They need better discovery. They need to be people need to be able to find them mm-hmm. so that they can reach more customers. They need operational processes from fulfillment. So even if someone buys from them and finds them online or wherever, there needs need to be a simple, easy way where they can you know resolve that fulfillment without taking away from the time they'll use to create more pieces because they only make more money when they can create more products, right? And so everything that is possible to do for the African seller mm-hmm. um so that they can call in focus on creating products is solving for them. So those are the problems they face. Discovery outside operations to deliver products to their customers that doesn't have to do with creating the product
1: i like that you actually went around the question because even though it was not clear you actually gave me the answers and more and also i um, thinking of all these factors you've mentioned and while you were talking previously you mentioned about how technology is all about acceleration and right now everybody is becoming digitized working on a digitized system businesses schools health sector everything is getting digitized right now and these businesses some of them are trying to catch up and some of them are scared of being left behind so what do you think can be done to ensure that these businesses they don't get left behind and they can meet up with what's happening right now
0: oh, yeah so with every business there's one thing that is really important you are in business to make money mm-hmm so, one of the things I think businesses can do to catch up is to digitize. It's like you rightly just said, technology helps you accelerate, it helps you reduce operational processes that would cost you millions mm-hmm. to thousands. It takes away in many cases, and I don't think that is always a bad thing, a lot of human elements, which is prone to a lot of errors yeah. and makes them better. So my first advice to businesses, especially in Africa, is find a way to digitize because the world is a global market. And when you digitize, you expand your reach as a business, you expand the possibilities in your business. Figure out the kind of digitization that works for you. And, you know, with digital transformation, it is not necessary that you do all the things at once. Focus on the ones that are very important to your business, or your particular kind of business. Look for technology solutions that suit your business specific needs and find a way to go digital and then just take it like block by block
1: speaking about solution needs meeting solution needs i know receive also has intention of covering that gap for them so please can you explain to us okay. what receive is all about
0: So, in the simplest form, right, what we see is what I would call an operating system for African sellers or African retailers or African businesses. Mm -hmm. But what that really means is it is narrowed down to four pillars. We help these businesses with one, discovery, which is ensuring that people can find them offline and online. second thing we help them with is collections. Collections is basically payments, ensuring they have... Multiple payment methods, but whether they are sending a link to their customer or someone's walking into their store and they have to collect money and one method isn't available, they have tons of options to use if they use receive. So that's two, which is collections and multiple payment options. The third thing we provide for our customers or african sellers is mm. we provide them with books so books is divided into two. taking sales records in real time and doing easy reconciliation something that will cost you two to three hours per day you cannot do it in minutes and it happens automatically the last part of course is fulfillment right and fulfillment just basically means if you sell a product to a customer online or a customer halfway across the world you should be able to deliver that product to that customer without having to move an inch the reason why we built Receive this way across these four pillars, which is discovery, payment collections, books, and fulfillment, is because commerce is not complete until you get So, even if we help them with discovery and they don't have a way to adequately record what's going on in their business or collect their, their payments, the job isn't mm-hmm. done. The job is only done when their customers have received value for the money paid for the product. So, that's why we built uh, Receive like that. So, for, for an African seller, it is a single platform that covers all their commerce needs, mm-hmm. all the way. All the way through to fulfilling for their customers.
1: For me, I like the word fulfillment because that stamps everything. I mean, you can go through the process of searching for what you need online and actually making the payment and, of course, getting it delivered. Until that process is, or oh, the cycle is covered you're still going to be anxiously waiting and in terms of fulfillment what i ordered versus what i got or what i received happened to almost everyone and most people would tell you it's on the side of maybe their customer or it's on the side of the merchant how can that be resolved oh How do you think that we can achieve great fulfillment when we utilize these platforms?
0: Okay, it's a very big question and tons of people have have like different ways to try to solve it. One big way that people use is called escrow, which basically means that the, the payment is held until a customer confirms value. That's one way people do it. Um, mm-hmm. But I find that with most real businesses that do high volume orders and stuff like that, one thing I I recently learned is that people are now finding different ways to find, to trust the brands even before they patronize them. So and mm-hmm. we find that customers, we will go and look on a business um, social media pages, do a little bit of research about the business before they commit their money into paying that business to deliver value for them, right? They'll try to look for customer testimonials people are actively finding ways to validate businesses before they patronize them, to build that trust even before they make contact. So while technology companies like ourselves are constantly finding ways to protect the customers that patronize these businesses, these individuals are also finding ways to protect themselves as well. Um, But the one thing I will say is for us, we're very focused on the businesses. And I think not today, but sometime in the near future, one thing we know that will be big for us is we would have to, because as we are building this business, we are also building a brand, as we are building Receive. And what will naturally happen is because we are a merchant focused platform, we are not, our own customers are not the end users, our customers are the businesses. It is in so many ways our responsibility to ensure that the merchants on our platform have integrity. Mm-hmm. The different ways we would figure that out is something we'll figure out along the way. There are different ways to do that. And we just strongly believe that as we grow, we'll figure it out and we'll just keep enabling commerce in Africa.
1: I mean, you just took my next question off my my chest and you answered <laughs> so it.
0: Sorry.
1: Yeah, because I, I really yeah. wanted to know how to verify a good merchant. Because at the end of the day, both the merchant and both the platform or startup is actually, they're all branded and the fulfillment yeah. level is actually what the customer is going to spread like testimonials uh, use this platform or I remember one time I was very hungry and someone recommended I use there was this uh, platform that she uses to get her food and I had to use that and delivery also was very prompt and the next time I was in a situation like that I didn't even need anybody recommending any other channel or potter I could use I went straight and I used that one because I trusted their service delivery and the merchant also delivered on their product. But let's talk about what rising startup they face in Nigeria and in the African tech economy or ecosystem rather. As a rising startup, what are the challenges when you talk about looking at venture capitalists right now, having to raise seed funds and, you know, just get attention and be like, okay, come sponsor this great idea that I have. What do you think that venture capitalists are actually always looking for? And what should rising businesses or rising startups also do to get the attention of a good capitalist and investor?
0: I'll shoot straight here. The first thing is, build the great products that people want. That's the thing. Everybody wants to back a winner. So be a winner. So the first thing is, you shouldn't be starting a company because you have an idea and you think that people love it. You should be building a company because you see a problem, you solve it for a few people and they bought your solution. Um, if you are doing that, when you even approach investors, you are backable because you understand the big problems these people face and they already ha- showing that you have customers. So, for a venture capitalist, there people have like their different criteria, they have their different focus areas, they invest in different things. People, some people have a, their own thesis, which is basically these are the kinds of things we invest in. For some people, it's by sector, some people say they, they invest in B2C, which is business to customer, some people say they invest in business to business products. Um, investors have different thesis, right? But essentially, no matter matter the sector no matter the kind of business some things are infinitely true about them an investor is only willing to invest in a business that can yield a thousand X multiple in returns and returns primarily is it can return on investment so if they're investing in you they are looking at a couple of things who are these founders and um, can they deliver on their promise to build this product and scale it to millions of people they're also looking at what is this product will it serve the market will it help because investors know a lot about the market right is this what investing is it venture backable some businesses are not venture backable and we have a business, and it is really great, but it won't it won't return billions of dollars. That's not a venture marketable business. So people have like different criterias in terms of from the investor perspective, but from a founder's perspective, in my experience, this is my second company I'm building. Mm-hmm. So in my experience, I'll say as a founder, you should position your business in a way that it is very clear that it has a path to be a billion dollar business. So the question is, who are the people I am solving this problem for? Yeah. How many are they? right how many people can I get this market? how big is my market do proper research before you start right and then start small right build your product build the first version of your product get it into the market and keep iterating and um, we find what we call product market fits at that point you're no longer chasing after investors they'll be looking for you because your product will be out there people will know right people, people know um, when success happens and you know people just you know gravitate towards that kind of success so as a founder, I'll say I mean we are early stage here yeah, I receive um, we have really great traction we've had interest from tons of investors and yeah it's a good place to be but it only happens when you have a really great product that people want so i, I think just that there and it's something that this really great accelerator says it says build something people want because if people want what you've built people will use what you build, built and investors will know people are using what you build, and that will just naturally mean you'll get the money to scale your product and you know but also i think the last thing i'll just add there is have the right values mm. so don't try to build a startup because you feel like everyone is doing it, or because you feel like it is a get-rich-quick scheme. Very quickly, your eye will be open that that is absolutely not true. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It takes a lot to build a startup. It's not an it's not an easy path to success. But with dedication, focus, and you know, doing it for the right reasons, you will definitely be a winner. You might not end up building what you started out thinking you would build but in doing it you discover what is really a key problem and, you know if you solve that right
1: so i was actually just thinking through companies that have been able or startup that have been able to raise seed funds but looking at the likes of bumper and keeper sandbox and Chari, looking at them all around africa basically venture capitalists seem to be very interested in the african market so, what differentiates other startups from actually getting this huge chunk of this investor's money?
0: The way funding works is you build a product, yeah, um, you get it to humans, and as the business grows, it will require you need, you need funding to scale it to the next level. Mm-hmm. When you see companies raise tons of money from big investors, it's because they've been able to prove that there is a business here, there's mm-hmm. a huge tech business opportunity and venture capital is You so the, the bigger you have solved the problem or the more you have found what we call product market fit the more the chance to be able to raise all the capital you need to scale and i mean businesses require different size of capital sometimes the tech enabled business which means that it is mostly powered by technology but it still has some operational physical assets are involved so that might also determine how much you need so there are tons of metrics that determine how much you need to build a business depending on the kind of business but critically it is look if you are a pre-seed company, it means you basically have an idea on MVP, not much customers, mm-hmm. and you're just you know hitting the ground, you raise less money. For a seed a company means yes, you have more customers now. You are no longer pre-seed, you've you've built more than just an MVP. When you are a series A company, it means you're now raising money, what we call a priced round, mm-hmm. which means that they can and put a value to your business, you have actual revenue that we can use to project how much money you'll be making if you grow, certain very key metrics in your business. From then on, the series has from A all the way through to F, you can exit at any point, you can be acquired at any point. So the more businesses go through those stages, the more money and capital they have to raise to get the business to the next level. So those companies you mentioned, the reason they have raised capital is from a number of things. One, they found some level of product market fit, they have customers, tons of customers to prove that mm-hmm. uh, and they can, they have been. Made- adequately show that there are 100x more customers like this that they can attract acquire and grow with
1: i like the fact that you need not just money you also need merchants to to yes. be able to push for this has it been getting merchants to sign on your platform
0: <laughs> it's an ever-changing journey so mm. the first thing is because we are very early the one yeah. thing that has found us to do is our job is sales here right so most of our merchants are people that we speak to directly and we track them directly for two reasons. One, we want to understand deeply what their problems and challenges are. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it is the right move to, you know, get your first bit of customers yourself so you can kinda understand what the right acquisition channels are. But we've also explored a couple of things, right? First, as of today, we have about um, five hundred and five merchants on our platform that are actively using it. But I would say this. Direct sales is one, one method that really works because this is Africa. In my previous places of employment and, you know, the last company I built, what I do realize is it is one of the cheapest customer acquisition channels that exist. It takes some doing because you have to manually figure out and crack how you want to approach it, define a sales process, and then you can now hiring a, a, a team of direct sales agents to um, scale that solution. But we find that it is a very, very clear and good strategy online also works here so advertising on social platforms is something that works display advertisement works but yeah it depends on the kind of business you're running so the one thing i will say is if you do know who your customers are it can only happen if you landed yeah. the first bit of sales or in your company then you understand the major touch points of where you will find them so you just have to figure out where do these people go for information where do they go for whatever reasons all right so um, i if, if these are the kinds of businesses I'm trying to attract, where would I find them? Where do, where do they spend their time? And that's where you want to be able to reach them.
1: So, ratio of your merchants right now, are they offline or online users? What's the ratio like?
0: Yeah, so, so okay. I, I will share some unpopular opinions here. <laughs> Initially, <laughs> I was a big believer that, believer that, look, tons of people are offline. So, you know, our, our major job is to bring them online. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder to convert someone that has never been online to stick into being online. So, you know, it's one thing to get them to start using platform, it takes another, it's a cycle of, it takes a cycle of long time to get them to change behavior and start consistently using online. Except, and uh, this is the exception that this business person has always craved for an online solution but never really found one that fits or suits but if people are natively offline sometimes they just really want to be offline because they don't want to be online the people that we find that are the best customers are people that are a mix of either look I am offline because I haven't found the right solution that fits my business Mm -hmm. or I am online in some ways already and i'm just finding looking for a solution that best works for me but if i'm to put the percentage to the focus we have now on the types of merchants we want that platform it will be 80 percent people that have some element of being online but mm-hmm. the solution they have don't meet the need of their business specifically because those people when you understand the problem are facing the problem and are incentivized to solve that problem for their business
1: okay so what's the future moving forward for receive
0: that's a big question I ask myself every day. But here's how we look at it, right? We tell ourselves every day that, look, commerce is incomplete until fulfillment is done. It's something we tell ourselves. So in terms of what the next big thing is for receivers, we want to be able to power a million African sellers to sell sell and deliver to customers locally and globally all right that's the goal for us within the next couple of years and in order to do that there's just so much work to be done there's a lot of tooling there's a lot of technology we need to build with the mindset that we know who we are building it for Mm -hmm. so building the product in a way that it is simple to use and it meets the customers it doesn't just meet their needs but it doesn't have make them change so much about how they operate so the next big thing for us is to get more and more customers more and more merchants take their feedback build and improve on the products ensure that it solves their problems ensure that we help our customers we not just sell to local customers for those people that produce for products that are sellable abroad but just open up a world of possibilities for our customers is the next big thing for us
1: like that. So for Nigeria, what vision would you see for Nigeria in the nearest future with all of this technology advancement happening around us?
0: I think that 200 million strong is no joke. Nigeria is definitely a big focus for us because that's where we're from and we understand this market. But Africa as a whole, like you mentioned previously, it's I think a 1.2 or 1.5 billion continent. We are, there's so many people. Uh, the age bracket of people in, uh, that are alive on the continent, are uh, the workforce, the workforce is huge, right? so what i what i do see is technology is helping accelerate how we do things it is connecting us and you know it's a more connected africa africa is more connected to the world nigeria is more connected to the world and i think technology will continue infinitely to do that to advance how we do things to advance how we do business to advance how we live as human and i'm excited for it i'm excited for it i'm I'm a big believer in technology
1: like that did that raise your seven up to eight to an eight
0: (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah I yeah, like people who believe in stuff happening around them because everybody needs to catch up and no just make do, make money from whatever is happening around you and then the space is so big it's so big for people to thrive and of course globalization should just happen let us know what's, what stage we're in now we're moving forward. I'm just saying my own two cents. I don't know. <laughs> um I it's good chatting yeah. with you. I mean it's a lot of great conversation here. I'm sure both traders, merchants, both people who are also building startup or trying to do one thing or another have gained one or two things from you. But to wrap it up, what's a word you live by that fuel you everyday? Hmm. That keeps you going. I mean, it's not easy to have a startup running and jump onto the next one. Something must be fueling you that keeps the power running. Keep going, keep going, you know?
0: I think the way I'll answer that question would be do something you're passionate about because money's not going to cut it, especially mm-hmm. when you're trying to build a startup. You will make money immediately. So if you're not infinitely Passionate about solving a problem. Don't go to do, trying to solve it. You lose motivation. It'll be hard. there will be really. It'll be really tough days. There are more tough days than happy days. You only hear about the good news and the raises and you know the exits and the cash outs. Uh, oh, these people have cast out. A, built this company and all that. But there are more hard days than you know, rosy days. The only way you build muscle is if you are passionate about solving that problem. That you believe that this problem is to be solved. And I'm capable of solving. That's what's going to keep you going on the bad days. Also, I, I what I do live by is continue to grow as an individual i think that every person has unique infinite skills that are untapped and until you continue to grow into who you are you will never meet your potential you just have to keep growing in everything that you do so i'm a big believer in growing and you only grow by learning and unlearning and relearning so those are sort of the mantras that i live by and you know I, I like to manifest in my life and you know i just follow through but i'm, I'm a big good person always have been from <laughs> from uni mm-hmm. through jobs till. I started building companies. I just believe in growing. Grow, learn, you know, connect with people and culture and just live the world better than you met it. That's all. Mm,
1: interesting. Thank you so much for these master tips <laughs> that you just shared with <laughs> us. So let's talk about the things you said you do for fun. Give us three songs. There's this thing we do is called Afro Shuffle. So we usually ask for okay. the songs that are on your playlist right now. Anyone ah. that is local bass what song are you like vibing to
0: right now listening to right now yeah okay.
1: you can check your so, phone it's okay I'm,
0: I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of sdc <laughs> show them yeah, show them show them yeah. I've, I've always been a fan of sdc but recently yeah, their the latest album is all i play so i will give you three songs from that album and that's all i want okay, right that's um, cool the first one is head over heels the second one is Live Life Live Life is the track I listen to the most It is my best It's my top-notch song On the album Just because of the statement And you know The way you sounds Like just yeah You just have to live life Third one is Old Spice I recently just started Listening to that one And I like it I like it I feel like the audience Will say this guy Is a lover boy I am I am Ad guy Ad <laughs> guy Ad guy
1: love. Yeah. I'm not the guy. I, 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 I found someone I love
0: him So yeah That's, so, cool. yeah, that that's, good to see that's my Christmas
1: yeah. that's good to hear thank you so much for your time being on Cruise Control. it's amazing chatting with you can you drop your social media handle so people can follow and of course those who have further questions can they get in touch with you would you reply your DM is you open to people who have a bit of confusion and would need clarity or need mentorship is your DM open
0: yes my DM is open yes I would definitely respond to them so my handle is Popola on both Instagram and Twitter it is that is a y o p o p o o l a um you might need to put an underscore on instagram i'm sure will be the first thing that comes up on my bio it's there that i'm the co-founder at receive if you are a business person looking to start a business actively running a business or you know just really want to chat about anything business or any form of advice i'm happy to help if i can't help i would either direct you or tell you that i can't but yes DMs are absolutely open
1: yeah. yeah, I like that. Thank you so much. I know you're about to run off. I'm trying to get your song. One of the songs from Should Them Camp. Which one would you like me to play?
0: I would like you to play Head Over Heels first. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to hold my tongue because I'm on my job right now. That's what I'm trying to do but. For- you know, we'll be to please. And that's what I'm going to do for you right now. Please you with the song you want. So Head Over is coming up right now. Thank you, Ayo, for your time. It's lovely chatting with you. Hope to more of this conversation as time goes by. Looking forward to that. Right now, I'm going to be playing your song. Maybe you want to stay to listen while we go off air, but you can stay with okay. me and listen to your song. So, okay. this is Head Over Heels by Show Them Camp on Africa Tech Radio. This is Cruise Control.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on AfricaTechRadio.com.